0: talking text line, Trump was going after human traffickers, and Biden shut down Operation Talon right after being elected. I was reading a piece earlier, I believe it was in the Federalist about Elon Musk, and and, uh, while the left utilized Twitter to try and shut down political criminals, uh, speech criminals, people that said things that they don't like to hear, hurts their feelings. They had no problem with the years and years of uh, sexual exploitation of children, uh, children that were being blackmailed through Twitter, uh, money that was being made through child pornography. And Twitter executives were well aware of it because the parents of many of these kids would beg them to take it down and they wouldn't do it. They left it up there. Uh, the left apparently perfectly okay with Twitter being a cesspool of of child pornography, uh, but having Trump on there. Now that's that's too much, of course. Having Jordan Peterson on there, that's too much. You know, having, uh, having conservatives on there, so-called conservatives, the minds of many, political diversity is just unacceptable. Uh, yeah, The so the Operation Talon, I remember when this occurred. It was one of the first things that had gotten, quote, canceled, and it was something that Trump had been— Pretty adamant about and, and that was really going after human traffickers and then it not long after Biden became president this was something that uh, that a stop was put to and of course the media immediately began defending oh well it wasn't Joe Biden it first of all, it wasn't stopped it was just suspended because you know sex offense is not that big of a deal particularly when it comes to children And then they said, well, it wasn't really him. It was this division or that division. And so they were, they were scrambling to fact check that it wasn't really true or it wasn't as bad as it seemed. Well, some of these FBI whistleblowers, much of what they say, much of their concern is the fact that the FBI is taking them off of cases that involve children that are victims of sexual abuse and instead having them go after uh, mythical january 6th people all over the country taking them off of cases that they are suspending the investigation according to whistleblowers within the fbi of of children who are victims of sex trafficking you know i i mentioned in the last hour years ago there were many people that warned that there, there was an attempt to normalize the sexual a- sexualizing of children, the sexual abuse of children, the sexual trafficking of children. And that seemed on the surface to most people as an overblown claim as the sort of thing that is hysterical and uh, you know blowing a, a, a serious yet relatively small problem out of proportion. But when you look around, what's going on in the world? People on Twitter fine with child porn. The FBI whistleblowers saying that that agents are being taken off of cases. Uh, they're deprioritizing cases of of children who are sexually abused. Of course, the things that we see in school and you know these five, six, seven, eight year olds being taken to strip joints to watch strip shows. I, uh, and and the pornography they're being provided in schools and then you have people acting as if it's virtuous to allow it to have your how dare you want to ban child pornography what's wrong with you you closed-minded bigot and and you begin to notice it is all around us coming up uh, uh justice amy coney barrett is facing calls to recuse herself from a case, you know, because she might be pro-free speech. Largely, though, because she's a Catholic, a Christian. So, of course, she has to recuse herself. Uh, that case coming up here in just a couple of moments. Uh, Jason Rima, he's got our latest news
1: update. A 19-year-old woman is asking a federal court to allow her to watch her father's death by lethal injection. That's despite a Missouri law that bans anyone under the age of 21 from witnessing an execution. Kevin Johnson faces death for killing Kirkwood, Missouri, police officer William McKinty in 2005. Johnson has requested that his daughter attend the execution, and she wants to be there. The Taney County Sheriff is investigating a deadly shooting. Authorities received a report around 6 p.m. Friday of shots fired at a home near Reinhardt Road. Officers found two people dead. The incident is still being investigated and no further details were released. That's Chris Maslin reporting. Local health officials are urging the public to take steps now to prevent the spread of respiratory illnesses, flu and COVID-19. With Thanksgiving this week, Cox Health Hospital continues to see unusually high rates of children admitted because of respiratory illnesses, particularly RSV. At Mercy, the pediatric floor and pediatric intensive care unit have been at or near capacity for the past month. And Marching Mizzou will be one of 12 marching bands in this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The band will also make an appearance tomorrow morning on the Today Show. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock, 1041.
0: First alert forecast, sunny 59 for a high today, clear 34 tonight, sunny 58 tomorrow and Thanksgiving rain with a high of 51. Justice Amy Coney Barrett confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court just over two years ago and you may remember the left doxing her and her kids, posting home addresses where her kids go to school. That was around the time that um, this information was being put out there in the context of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and then, of course, a Democrat activist would make his way to Kavanaugh's house with an attempt to not only assassinate Kavanaugh, but according to his own words, continue to take out conservative justices until there aren't enough to overturn Roe v. Wade. Can't imagine where he got that idea. Former members of the People of Praise group claim that because of Barrett's affiliation, to her faith, she ought to recuse herself from the case of 303 Creative LLC versus Alanis, or Elanus, for which there will be oral arguments on December 5th. The U.S. Supreme Court decided to take up the case in February after she faced a loss at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 10th Circuit in July of last year. So this is a case that involves a website developer by the name of Lori Smith, who's represented by Alliance Defending Freedom. Smith claims that an anti-discrimination law in Colorado violates her free speech when it comes to same-sex marriage because she must legally create website services for same-sex couples, even though doing so violates her religious beliefs. Now, this, of course, is an instance where the left claims that they are for equality, but they aren't really, because if the shoe were on the other foot, they would fight tooth and nail. If if you had somebody that wanted a website designed, created in order to uh, uh, teach that all homosexuals are just deviant and they're going to go to hell and they're the worst persons in the entire world and they're disgusting and they're vile and they they wanted some uh, uh, person who's a member of the LGBT community to create it, of course they shouldn't have to do that well, because that's hate. It never with the left is about equality. It never with the left is about diversity. It never with the left is about treating people equally. It is about doing it our way with people that we agree with and everyone else can, you know, just shove off. But uh, here you have uh, a situation in which Because she is a religious person, because of her faith affiliation, she is supposed to step away. Now, is anybody who has an affiliation with any LGBTQ causes supposed to step away from the case? Well, of course not, see. But therein lies the total and complete hypocrisy here of the left. This is the same So-called anti-discrimination law that has targeted uh, Jack Phillips, who's the Christian baker, who's been in and out of court battles for years, including the Supreme Court, because he does not want to be forced against his will to participate in events that are a violation of his religious beliefs. And he is somebody that despite winning some of these battles, he gets hit from every direction. And now you have some transgender activists that are trying to destroy his life as well. And, and what they do here is they if they recognize that they can't win in court, they'll take you anyhow because they're able to pull together money from left-wing activists. And they just attempt to destroy Americans that will not bend to their will. There is something called freedom of association in this country. Freedom of association is is the freedom to associate with whom we want, but by default also with whom we don't want. And for all the talk and, and focus, and though I'm no legal scholar, about freedom of speech, freedom of assembly to me is, is the real component here. People who are part of the LGBT community that don't want to uh, you know, uh, associate and assemble with people who believe that that lifestyle is vile, I don't think they should be forced to. See, I'm consistent that way. I'm honest. I treat people equally, as do many of you. The problem is the totalitarians on the left don't feel the same way. Traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Hey, one custom car care. All of your car care needs getting ready for winter. It'd be a nice Christmas gift, actually, for someone. If you maybe have a child that I've, I've been there, maybe you were. Uh in college and you don't put as much focus on having routine maintenance done in your vehicle because it's not fun. Like, oh, should I have some should I get that oil change? This paycheck? or go get drunk? hmm If you're in college, that decision may be a little more difficult or maybe easier than uh, it is as, as an adult. And so a great Christmas gift idea, gift certificate. Uh, for A1 custom car care, get an oil change, get some routine maintenance done, three locations under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Kevin McCarthy is out there being pretty outspoken about the things he's going to do if he's elected speaker, and th- this would appear to be, to some degree, a lobbying effort. Uh, there are... A significant number of Republicans who say they will not support him as speaker. And he really needs all of the Republicans to support him for speaker or find some Democrats that are willing to. So he's out there, and he's like, there are people on the chopping block. Ilhan Omar is one of them. Swalwell is one of them. And Adam Schiff is one of them also. And I've argued, I think this is a good battle to play out publicly because force Democrats to defend themselves. Now, Ilhan Omar is out there calling racism, but it's very straightforward. She's been pretty consistent in her anti-Semitism. Now, if Democrats want to defend that, I mean, it got so bad at one point, Democrats had to come up with a resolution condemning anti-Semitism because of, of statements and claims that she was making, you know, saying that with Jews, it's all about the Benjamins, among other things. Um, but, but even then, they would not specifically cite her as the reason for the resolution, even though everyone knew what it was. So it, and we're talking about a committee that deals specifically with relations with other countries. Well, if you are that hostile towards one of our allies, we're not talking about Russia here. We're not talking about North Korea. We're talking about our greatest ally in the Middle East. And if you are that hostile, if you have no problem throwing out uh, anti-Semitic stereotypes of the Jewish people, I don't think, uh, here's the way I look at it. And this is, I don't know, perhaps McCarthy could take this position. Are Democrats really saying that she is the best that they have to be in that position? There's really no one that is less anti-Semitic than she is that Democrats can pick to be on that committee? Really? I mean, that's the question I would ask. This isn't about stacking the committee with all Republicans. This is simply saying that as the committee chair, we're not going to allow somebody who has such a hostile approach towards one of our uh, uh, greatest allies be on this committee. they have got plenty of other Democrats. Just choose one that's not anti-Semitic. I mean, that, that is the position that I would take, and I, I would lay it. And he's been pretty straightforward about the fact that she is anti-Semitic, but I would frame it as to why is it that Democrats are so hellbent on defending her in that position? Is there no one better than her in the minds of the Democrat Party? Swalwell, and I believe that McCarthy has made a great case. Swalwell is the nut job from California who was so much of a dope. He could not comprehend that a beautiful uh, woman from China was having a relationship with him for you know uh, nefarious reasons. He's so delusional. It never crossed his mind that, that maybe this is a spy. I suspect it probably did, but he didn't care. And the, the framing that McCarthy put forth in terms of the intelligence committee that he is on, I mean, this is another example. You're telling me you can't find out of all the Democrats someone who hasn't been compromised by a spy? of one of our adversaries to be on the intelligence committee. It's almost as if they just want to show that they can do it. And they take the single most inappropriate members of their party to put in these positions. It again is not a declaration from McCarthy that he's going to pick the, the member like Nancy Pelosi with January 6th committee. He's simply saying, listen, somebody has been compromised by a spy from one of our greatest adversaries. I'm not going to have in that position. And in McCarthy's words, he could not pass a, a security clearance in a for a public company. If he were trying to get hired at, at some sort of tech company when it came to security, he would not be hired. He would not pass the security clearance because he's been compromised. But we're going to allow him to be a sitting member on a committee that deals with intelligence? That's obscene. It's absurd. And so the the question that, again, I put to Democrats is you're telling me you don't have another single Democrat who has not been compromised by a spy to be on that committee. Adam Schiff. Uh, Now This guy, it's a little potentially less straightforward because with Adam Schiff, there are so many reasons that this guy should be booted from the House Intel Committee, and largely because he has proactively been lying for several years now to the American people, straightforward about information that he had and doctoring of evidence. He's the the original Russian hoaxer claim that and I don't remember if you recall, but I can't tell you how many times the cameras uh, were in front of him. And he's like, we got smoking guns. You just wait. You just wait. When it comes to Trump, we have all the proof. All the proof is there that he was colluding with Russia. And then when it came time to put up or shut up, he had to admit that there was no evidence. Each time new information became public, this is something Schiff said in a press release once, each time this new information becomes public, Republicans will be held accountable for abandoning a critical investigation of such vital national importance. He said on MSNBC in 2017, there is more than just circumstantial evidence, smoking guns. I mean, this is all we heard. The whole time he knew there was no evidence. He would have to testify to that. They're also, I mean, you had Schiff out there f- trying to frame members of Congress, Ron Johnson being one of them, Jim Jordan being another. we are got to take a break. and Just a couple reminders of the severe. We're not simply talking about a guy that used his position for political purposes. We're talking about somebody that falsified evidence. We're talking about somebody that doctored information and put it out there for public consumption at one point upon being caught claiming, oh, it was just a parody. It was a parody. That's the level of seriousness in which you're treating the January 6th committee that you're putting out parody pieces like Weird Al Yankovic. Springfield's Talk 1041, i I'm Nick Reed. Your voice is needed. The American people have to pull their heads out of their keisters. Now more than ever. And start thinking like responsible Americans. Springfield's Talk
1: 104.1. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on
0: Springfield's Talk 1041. Mark your calendars. Friday, December 2nd. Nick's favorite things, something that, uh, gosh, three, four years in a row now on that Friday before our happy hour. Uh, just uh, travel around, hit a few different hotspots in the area, get some gift ideas for you, uh, some eating establishment ideas for you. Foreman Mechanical Heating and Air is sponsoring the event this year. And, of course, we'll start out like we always do, our Friday Road Show at Scramblers. And then we're going to hit uh, a number of, uh, of area locations just for him being one of them, Ming Auto Beauty. Uh, ABC Books, uh, Quick Draw Gun uh, in Monette. We're expanding out into Monette this year. We'll also be at Aviary for lunch uh, that day. And then we're going to wrap up our happy hour from 4 to 6 at Retro Metro, which is our new Lunch Bunch location as well. You can get registered for that at ksgf.com. Try, don't want to throw too much at you here. Uh, and and then what we'll do is of course, we're going to have our happy hour to be the last one of the year and uh, also I'm going to give away the the item, every location a highlight an item that might be a great gift idea for you to get yourself or someone else and and uh, one person will win. Uh, all of those items. We'll give that away that night. So that again'll be at retro metro during a happy hour for Nick's favorite things. Friday, December 2nd from 4 to six you will need to be present to win uh, but we'll draw at six o'clock so uh, you'll know by that time who the winner is love for you to come out details at ksgf. you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 first alert forecast sponsored by navant employee benefits that work sunny 59 for a high today clear 34 overnight Mostly sunny, a high of 58 tomorrow. Thanksgiving, rainy with a high of 51. Partly sunny, though, on Friday with a 50% chance for rain and a high of 50. Uh, potential Speaker of the House, McCarthy, has said that when it comes to some of these committees, he will boot uh, some folks off, not booting off the Democrat slot, but just the individuals uh, when it comes to... Um, Foreign relations and and being able to have a level-headed approach, particularly with our allies. Ilhan Omar, who has been very anti-Israeli and and anti-Semitic, is out of there. If McCarthy becomes Speaker, that makes sense. Unless Democrats can prove that they don't have anyone less anti-Semitic than her, then it makes sense that she's no longer on there. Swalwell. Democrat from California, I believe, him ran for president for a brief moment. This is a guy that deals with intelligence, which is why a Chinese spy took advantage of his desire to be with her sexually, and compromised his position. And and, and so McCarthy says he's got to be gone if he cannot get pub if he can't get security clearance at a, with a public company, then he should not. Be in a position that he's in now. When it comes to the security clearances that are required for the U.S. government and the access to the information he has, and again, unless Democrats don't have any other Democrats uh, that are elected in the House that also have not been com- or that have not been compromised by a spy, then he needs to go. Now Schiff misled the American people through lies for years that Russia and Trump were colluding in order to get Trump elected. But not only that, he falsely framed some of his own colleagues for things, knowingly doing so. And he falsified information. At one point, this is a guy, we we almost forget about these things. This is a guy who released, as part of his position, with access to intelligence, access to what he claimed were smoking guns, a transcript of what he claimed was a conversation between him and Zelensky of Ukraine, in which they're talking about trying to alter the outcome of the election by investigating Hunter Biden and so forth. Well, it turned out that it was a made up transcript. And once Schiff got caught, he claimed it was oh, it was a parody really it was a parody so we're told that this work is so severely important because we're talking about according to you a president of the united states who's so compromised he had to be impeached twice and should according to some democrats go to prison but you thought it'd be a fun time to release as evidence to the press and the american people of trump's guilt a parody At one point, he had released what he claimed were, were text messages between uh, GOP Ohio Rep. Jim Jordan and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Schiff took actual messages, manipulated the messages, and then presented them at an official hearing as evidence to expose Jim Jordan As somebody who was pressing uh, uh, the vice president to unilaterally deny certification of the Electoral College votes is unconstitutional. Now, the message was a doctored message that actually came from a Washington attorney and former Department of Defense Inspector General Joseph Schmitz and was being forwarded by the Ohio congressman. Which Schiff took out of context, added punctuation to make it appear as if Jim Jordan was the one who was saying these things. I mean, it was a, it was a clear attempt to frame a member of Congress. This guy should be in prison. And when he got, when he got caught, the January 6th committee they said, "Oh, there was some punctuation that was inadvertently added," because that happens all the time. Democrats are really claiming that this is the best they have to offer when it comes to committee chairmanships. Every party is going to have individuals that the party itself does not love to have as a representation, whether it's personality-wise or whatever the reason. They're just like, oh, yeah, he's one of ours, but we don't talk about him that much. Democrats, though, seem to take these people and put them in positions of power. This, the, the, the more brazen, dishonest that you are as an elected Democrat, the more of, of advancement that comes your way as, as way of a reward. Schiff is an example of that, Swalwell is an example of that, Ilhan Omar is an example of that, just to name a few. And as a country, we'll be so much better on. I, it's just, a, I mean, I know I don't think like a Democrat, obviously. But you think of all the members they have, they, they would be embarrassed. And they would you, you would want to put some of your best and brightest, your sharpest. Individuals that did not say things that you had to pass resolutions to make sure the world knew that as a party you weren't anti Semitic. You know, because of what your members constantly out there saying and tweeting about the Jewish people. It's an odd instinct, it's almost defiance is what I suspect drives them to put some of the most absurd, inappropriate, and reckless individuals in positions that could be qualified. Because I have to believe that within all of the members of the Democrat Party in Congress, there are some that aren't that brazen and dishonest and unethical. Sure, it may have disagreements when it comes to policy, but there have to be some that are just, quote, normal. I do. I think it's almost a defiance to show, yeah, uh, you know, we're going to put some of these people in these positions that they clearly, clearly, should not be in, just to show that we can. It's like the special counsel that Merrick Garland just appointed. This is a guy who was implicated in conspiring with within the IRS. To go after political opposition to Obama. I, you know, it, it's again, instead of tapping somebody that has not been uh tagged with such unethical and, and illegal behavior, they pick the sort of person that I think they know is is going to drive. Uh, Republicans nuts. It's going it's to drive people who just want to see fairness. And I think it's a message also to the American people that even when we're not in charge uh, in certain capacities, we can do whatever the hell we want. There's nothing you can do about it. And, and unfortunately, they've demonstrated to a certain degree a uh, reason to believe that that's true. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSG. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk one zero four one. Emily Johnson House, Theory Realty, all of your home buying and home selling needs. She's pretty amazing what she does. She does a fantastic job. You can read reviews from folks who have utilized her services, some that weren't even in the area, but they had friends, family members here in the area that knew of her, knew of her reputation, and they said, hey, uh, you definitely need Emily Johnson and just the, the remarkable ability she has to get things done, get them done well and get them done for you. Whether you are looking, again, to buy or sell or maybe at the same time, that can be a very nerve wracking situation. You need Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You can find her under Nick's endorsements. Uh, somebody asked on the American Transmissions talk and text line, is this Friday Heroes hero's breakfast? We had that last Friday. Was that last Friday, Veterans Day? Or no, was it the Friday before? No, it was last Friday. Was it? No, it was... It was the Friday. Whenever Veterans Day. Yeah,
1: it was on Veterans Day.
0: I can't keep my days straight for I know. Anything. Very yeah, confused. Yeah, because um, we are not going to be out at Scramblers Friday, so we'll have a four-day weekend like a lot of people. Not everyone. Some people don't get any day off. I've been there before. I've been at that point in life where... Yeah, you're a low person on the old totem pole. Is that a racist thing to say now? Are we still allowed to reference totem poles? I don't know. I'm friends with the Native Americans, so I think I get... I have a special card. You get so many uses per month. You can say things like that. Uh, But, yeah, I had to to work those holidays, uh, the Thanksgiving, the Christmas Eves, and, and so forth. So not everyone gets to, of course. Though more businesses are... Closing down, I saw a lot of uh, I think there's are going to be a lot of very frustrated people on Thanksgiving when they realize, oh, we forgot the heavy whipping cream. And then they find grocery stores and <laughs> close for Thanksgiving because it seems like there's going to be more this time around than than in the past. Uh, but anyhow, to the question, uh, we yeah, we're, we're we did the heroes breakfast on Veterans Day uh, because we knew that we were not going to be able to be out there this Friday. Heads up for you there. Uh, The Attorney General of Arizona has declared Maricopa County broke the law on Election Day. Mark Brenovich is demanding answers from Maricopa County election officials after a number of voters were unable to cast their ballots on Election Day. Uh, You, of course, have individuals like Carrie Lake. Who want this as sorted out as possible and she is being treated by the media as if she's refusing to accept the outcome of the election now there are actual people who are denied the right to vote and the Democrats that are constantly going on and on about one person, one vote and disenfranchising people and voter IDs making it so difficult for people to vote. It's Jim Crow law 2.0. They never provide any examples of people that are actually impacted by that. Do you notice that? It's like people who are tricked into voting for trump because of R- russian disinformation the media can never find these people that w- for all of the talk about jim crow 2.0 or jim eagle how often does the media find somebody who is a person of color that wasn't able to vote because they were so confused about how to use a photo id Or they didn't know how to get one. And uh, and because of that, they weren't able to vote. They showed up. It was very confusing. They weren't able to cast a vote. And they were disenfranchised. How often does that happen? Now, out in Arizona, you actually have real, live people that were not able to vote. They were turned away. But that actual real life... See, they, they got Katie Hobbs across the... The finish line, the secretary of state that has proven through the the results here to be the biggest train wreck of a secretary of state. And uh, she, of course, has been lifted to the governor's position in Arizona because evidently people are like, you know, when it comes to voting, uh, we don't want to compartmentalize our embarrassment. Why not have it to run the entire state? Now, at least that's according to the outcomes we've been presented. But unfortunately, we know there are complete debacles through this entire thing, actual proven instances of people not being able to vote. And, and that is the irrelevancy because they drug their worthless embarrassment of a candidate across the finish line. So the attorney general's demanding answers from the Maricopa County election official after a number of votes were unable to be cast. On election day or a number of voters were unable to cast their votes on election day. Maricopa is the state's uh, Maricopa is the state's largest county and 25% of vote tabulation machines were not working on November 8th. 25%. This caused widespread voter disenfranchisement according to the county 70 voting locations were impacted. The Election Integrity Unit of the Arizona Attorney General's Office has received hundreds of complaints since Election Day pertaining to issues related to the administration of the 2022 general election in Maricopa County. The complaints go well beyond pure speculation, include firsthand witness accounts that raise concerns regarding Maricopa's Lawful compliance with Arizona election law. Furthermore, statements made by both Chairman Gates and Recorder Richer, along with information Maricopa County released through official modes of communication appear to confirm potential statutory violations of Title 16. According to Maricopa County, at least 60 voting locations had issues related to some ballot-on-demand printers having printer configuration settings that were non-uniform, which appeared to have resulted in ballots that were unable to be read by on-site ballot tabulations. Based on sworn complaints submitted by election workers employed by Maricopa County, the printers were tested Monday without any apparent problems, but then amazingly, 60... Voting locations the next day did have problems. Now, how does that work? And I'm not asking from a conspiratorial standpoint. I don't know if they lied about testing them. I don't know if something nefarious was going on. But how do you test machines and have all of them test fine, but then the very next day, at least 60 voting locations are plagued with problems by those very same machines? I mean, that just, to me, defies all logic. Many of uh, those election workers report that despite the successful testing the night before the tabulators began experiencing problems reading the ballots printed by the printers within the first 30 minutes of voting on Tuesday. Maricopa officials maintain they properly handled the ballots, so just trust them. That could not be tabulated due to broken machines and printer problems by putting them in a lockbox known as door three. Those ballots ended up being mixed in with previously counted ballots, making it impossible to know which votes were not tabulated. Total and complete amateur hour train wreck. Whether this was deliberate or complete total negligence, Arizona should be embarrassed I, and this is the thing that kills me as somebody that I, I, I don't know, I try to self-reflect. Hobbs, the Secretary of State, Who? this is her train wreck. I would be so humiliated. I, I wouldn't accept the governorship. I would be like, clearly... I don't know what it is about some people that they have no level of embarrassment. They have no level of, of, of shame to where you can be the head of a complete and utter disaster and just wave your hand smiling as you get seemingly promoted and just, oh, this is a great day for Arizonians. Are you embarrassed? Is there nothing that you can do that will embarrass you? What the attorney general in Arizona is finding is complete, utter. this is the problem. It is such a mess. There's no way to unring these bells. Like, for example, when you do have uh, tabulated ballots that get mixed in with non-tabulated ballots. You're right. You can't. You don't know. So you either don't count any of them which disenfranchises people's vote, or you count all of them, meaning some people's votes are going to get counted twice, which disenfranchises the voters who only voted once. And I firmly believe that the the Democrats can't be negligent with such consistency. I, I believe that much of this is done deliberately because they know once you do it, you can't undo it. And then you just play dumb. Like, oh, I don't know. We just don't really know what we're doing. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGM. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk one zero four one. in Arizona, Kerry Lake continues to feature actual people on the record who had their votes disenfranchised. The Arizona Republican Party has officially accused the county of voter disenfranchisement. Th- this is the difference between living in pretend world versus reality. And we hear so often Democrats talk about voter disenfranchisement, but they can never show any examples of it. It's all theoretical. In fact, the opposite, they they, they manage to point to what they say is disenfranchisement. But then amazingly enough, there's actually in almost every one of these locations an increase in votership to where they have to make the absurd claim that, well, just because more people are voting, that doesn't mean their vote's not being suppressed. Make sense of that. But this is the insane anti-intellectual world that Democrats try to force us to live in. Meanwhile, here you have, this is actual disenfranchisement. People who are turned away from voting, people who uh, voted, but their ballots were thrown in with ballots that had already been counted. So there's no way to determine which ones had not and had been. That That is actual disenfranchisement. But that reality, Democrats ignore, pretend doesn't exist, or label the people who say, hey, this is what disenfranchisement looks like, labels those people as election deniers. They, They live in a fantasy world and they constantly demand that normal, rational people do the same.